Chapter 2. What God Could Not Do In order to understand why God wants to live out or show off His grace forever, we've got to lay a foundation that is simple, yet has great implications. The first part of that foundation is found in a phrase that my mother taught me when I was a little child, and that phrase is this, God never began, He always was. God never had a beginning. From eternity past, He has always existed. Is this biblical? Yes. The Bible says in Psalm 90, verse 2, Before the mountains were formed, or you brought forth the earth and the world, from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. The first everlasting refers to eternity past. The second everlasting refers to eternity future. God existed eternally before we were created, and He will exist eternally into the future. Also, Psalm 93 verse 2 says, Your throne was established long ago. You are from all eternity. This phrase, all eternity, refers to both eternity past and eternity future. God never began. He always was. For the sake of understanding this simple yet profound thoughts, I want to graph this for you. It looks like this. Now, because you're listening to it, I'm going to have to describe this graph to you. If you were to take an arrow to the left and point it to the left and call that eternity past, and then have a big dot in the middle, and then another arrow going to the right, call it a ray, and call that eternity future. So if you go to the left, there is eternity past that extends forever. To the right is eternity future that extends forever. To the left of that little big dot is when life began. To the right of that big dot is when life ends. So the dot represents life as we know it. So there's eternity past, eternity future, and the big dot in the middle, life as we know it. Okay, that's your graph. Back to the book. Though it looks like one big line with a dot in the middle, it is actually two rays connected together by the dot. One is on the left and one is on the right, and the dot is in between them. The ray on the left represents an infinite amount of time we are going to call eternity past. In this eternity past, not one atom had yet been put together. Not one angel had been created. It was only God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit happily existing together. To the right of eternity past, there is a dot with two arrows pointing to it. The left side of this dot, where the bottom left arrow was pointing, represents when the first atom was put together and when the angels were made. Who knows which came first? The dot itself represents the creation of everything. The angels, plants, humans, life as we know it. It continues to the right side of the dot, where the other arrow is pointing, when the existing heavens and the earth will be destroyed and God will make a new heaven and a new earth, based on Revelation chapter 21, verse 1. Therefore, the dot represents anywhere from 6,000 to millions of years of time, depending upon your theological point of view. The ray pointing to the right, which begins at the right side of the dot, represents eternity in the future. The creation of the new heavens and the new earth will kick off eternity future. In eternity future, we will be in our resurrected bodies and we will be with God forever. God never changes. Now that the first part of this foundation has been laid, let's look at a second part of the foundation. Not only has God always existed, He has also never changed. Scripture points us to this as well and it is not hard to discover. Look at Hebrews chapter 13, verse 8. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. 
Yesterday represents eternity past. Forever represents eternity future. Or we could look at Malachi chapter 3, verse 6a. I, the Lord, do not change. What that means is that who God was in eternity past, God is today. And who God is today, God will always be in eternity future. He never changes. The God of the Old Testament is the same as the God of the New Testament. And God a billion years ago will be the same as God a billion years from now. Not very weighty yet, is it? Keep hanging in there. We're simply laying the foundation. It gets a lot better. We are going to look at the second part of the foundation we are laying by talking about characteristics of God, but just a few of them. Here they are. 1 John 5.8 tells us that God is light. 1 John 4.8 tells us that God is love. 1 Corinthians 10 verse 13 tells us that God is faithful. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 4 tells us that God is full of mercy. John chapter 1 verse 14 tells us that he is full of grace. Remember, he never changes. So what does that mean? It means that in eternity past, God was light, love, faithful, full of mercy, and full of grace. It means that now, in life as we know it, God is life, God is light, love, faithful, full of mercy, and full of grace. And it also means that in eternity future, God will still be light, love, faithful, full of mercy, and full of grace. Remember, these are just a few of God's characteristics. Going deeper. Okay, the foundation has been laid. So let's get a little deeper and ask another question. In which stage was God able to live out these qualities? I know you may never really do this since you're just reading, but I'd really like you to get a pen and mark on the next page which of these qualities God is able to live out and in which period of time. Don't continue until you've worked on it. It'll help you understand the material much better, especially if you get it wrong. Okay, since you're only listening to this, here's what you've got to think through. There is eternity past, there is life now, and there is eternity future. Light. Was God able to live out light in eternity future? Yes or no? You have to answer that question. What about life now? Yes or no? What about in eternity past? Yes or no? Probably you answered yes, yes, yes. God was light in eternity future. He's life now, and he's life in eternity past. What about love? Is God love in eternity future? What do you think? Okay, you're saying yes. Is God love now? Of course, the answer is yes. And is, was God love in eternity past? Or of course, the answer is yes. Was God faithful or will God be faithful in eternity future? The answer, of course, is yes. Is he faithful now? Yes. Is he faithful in eternity past? Yes. What about mercy? Was Is God going to be merciful in eternity future? Of course, the answer is yes. Is he merciful now? Was he able to live out mercy now? Yes, of course, he's able to live out mercy now. Is he able to live out mercy in eternity past? Uh, what do you think? Most of my audiences immediately say yes. And then I say, to whom did God show mercy? Then the audience gets very quiet. I'm now going outside of the book because I'm telling you this and you can't read it or see it. They, I say, did God the Father show mercy to Jesus? And they say, well, no. Did God the Father show mercy to the Holy Spirit? No. Did Jesus show mercy to the Holy Spirit? No. Maybe the Spirit and, and Jesus gave mercy to God. Mm, no. Huh. You know what? God wasn't able to live out mercy in eternity past, nor was he able to live out grace in eternity past. He can do it now. He'll do it for all of eternity future, but he wasn't able to do it in eternity past. Back to reading. 
How did you do? Okay, let's see how you did. Let's start in the middle section titled Life as We Know It, which represents the dot. Right now, is God able to be light? Your answer is obviously yes. We can see it in a world all around us. There is evil and there is good. The good is light. God shows his light all the time. So what about the next characteristic? Is God able to love? Again, yes. He is loving us and others all the time. Right now, is God able to be faithful? Yes. And right now, is God able to be merciful? Yes. Is he able to show grace? Yes. If those last two weren't possible, we'd be in big trouble. What about eternity future? Will God be able to still be light then? Yes. Will we see his glory as he sits on his throne shining brilliantly? Will he still be able to love? Yes. His love will never stop. Will he still be faithful? Yes. He will never let us down in eternity future. Will he still be able to show mercy and grace? Yes. How? By pointing to the smoke that is rising from those who are disobedient and who are being tormented because the smoke will keep rising, quote, forever and ever, unquote, Revelation 19.3. As we see that smoke, we realize that, yes, God is still gracious and merciful to us. We'll also see it in the scars in Jesus' hands and feet proving the same thing. Okay, let's see how you did with regard to eternity past. Remember, at this point in time, only God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit existed. There were no angels, no humans, not one atom had been put together. So, was God able to be light? The answer is yes. Even if there was nothing to contrast it, God was, is, and always will be light. So, what about love? Was God able to show love in eternity past? The answer to this is yes, because he is three in one. God the Father loved God the Son. God the Son loved God the Father. God the Father loved the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit loved God the Father. Jesus loved the Spirit, and the Spirit loved Jesus. God was able to love without us or without the angels there. So, was God able to be faithful in eternity past? Yes. God the Father could be faithful in his word to God the Son, and vice versa, and the same unto the Spirit. Was God able to show mercy in eternity past? When I ask this question to my live audiences, there usually is a quick yes because they're, quote, on a roll, unquote. But I stop them and say, to whom? They look quizzically as if thinking to themselves and say hesitantly, to us, and then wait for an answer. I reply, no, remember we nor the angels existed in eternity past. So I repeat the question, to whom could God show mercy? I wait, still no reply. They somehow feel boxed into a corner at this point and don't want to say anything, so I help them out. Could God the Father show mercy to Jesus? They give the obvious answer of no. Could God the Father show mercy to the Holy Spirit? Again, no. Maybe the Spirit of God had to give mercy to Jesus. Again, they say no. Maybe both the Spirit and Jesus gave mercy to God the Father, and they say no. Well, who was there to give mercy to? They finally answer, no one. This is the same for grace as well. Each person of the Trinity is perfect. Therefore, there is no need to give grace or mercy because each is perfect and deserves everything. Yet Ephesians 2, 4 says he is full of mercy. And since he never changes, it means in eternity past, as well as now in eternity future, he was full of mercy. Note, we're not talking about just merciful, rather full of mercy. And John Wart. And John 1.14 says he is full of grace, not just gracious, full of grace. Now, as a human, that would be like being full of something so wonderful and not be able to express it. I asked this to one of my hosts at the church where I was speaking in Dallas, Texas, many years ago. He was a doctor and he answered, I'd feel frustrated. Yes, for humans, it would be extremely frustrating. 
It would be like having the cure for cancer or the common cold, but being locked up and not being able to tell anyone. But if you're God, who can do anything, it's not frustrating. Why? What would he do? Well, you got to wait for the next chapter.